Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Seasons greetings and welcome once again to the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. I am JP Mosier. And we're here breaking down the greatest songs of modern music history. Uh, we're going to tell you why they're great, why we think they're great, and man, why we think you should too. Uh, today's song is just quite honestly, maybe the greatest song I've ever heard. I think I'm saying that without hyperbole, without exaggeration. Definitely in the top three. It's up there. It's, I mean, the genius of this song literally can almost not even be charted. But we're going to do our best. We're talking about Hook by Blues Traveler. Let's get right into it and take a listen. it is hook at least the first verse and chorus of hook by blues traveler honestly i want to play this entire song this song is genius in so many ways very 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 uh incredibly written song and we're going to get into it because that's what we do on the great song podcast uh this is uh the second single i believe from their album called four correct uh released in 1994 It peaked at number 23 on the Billboard Hot 100 um, and has been kind of a staple of like alternative radio, whatever you want to call it, uh, ever since then. Uh, It still gets, you know, some play today. Um, Great album. Great album. It was. It had several hits on it. Run Around was the number one single. That was the hit. But my favorite song on it, other than this one, is uh, Mountains Win Again. Good feel. Great song. Warren Haynes plays slide guitar on that. Huh. So. Go figure. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Just, Okay. It's hard to even think about where to start on this song. But let's start with the chord progression. Yeah, digging. That's good. Um, the chord progression, and this is, you may know this about this song already, or you may have thought about it on your own, but the the chord progression on this song is borrowed uh, from a piece that you've probably heard at eight out of ten weddings that you've ever been at in your life, and that is Paco Bell's Canon in D. Not Taco Bell. <laughs> That's entirely different. <laughs> Pockle Bell, okay? P-A-C-H-E-L-B-E-L. Pockle Bell's 
Canon in D. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're going to know it as soon as I play it for you. That's really all it takes. If you've heard that once through, then you've heard the entirety of the chord progression to Hook by Blues Traveler. Uh, And that's not an accident. Uh, It's not an accident that that extremely well-known chord progression is used uh, as the basis of this song. And that kind of takes us into the mindset of the writing behind this song. You want to tell them the progression? So the yes. Okay. So let's. Yes. So the progression, if you're in the key of D, uh, is D, A, B minor, uh, F sharp minor, minor or D over F sharp, really. G, D, G, A. Okay. So this song is in the key of A. So it's still the same progression numerically. Yeah. Let's give them numbers like It's one, five, six, three. Four, one, four, five. And it's what you hear through the entire song of this. Um, they make one slight change. When they go to the three, they actually play a three major chord or a dominant three chord, a three seven chord. Um, so if we're in the key of A, they're actually playing a C sharp uh, seven chord. Um, but it serves the exact same purpose to your ear, essentially. It just uh, gives a, a little bit of a... I don't know, a bluesy thing, you know, whatever. By the way, Blues Traveler is classified as a jam band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Do you agree? I put, I put that down. Yeah, okay. I put them in the jam band category. Okay. Yeah. All right. Jam band, harmonica-led, um, you know, whatever. Okay. So anyway, let's get into a little bit of the 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 genius behind this song and why they took that progression that everyone recognizes instantly and is very, very familiar and used it as the basis for this song. The story goes, now I've not been able to verify this in my research, but this is the story uh, that, that I understood to be true about this song. Um, that in writing for this album, they had taken, a, you know, taken their songs for it to their uh, record label. And the guy at the record label said, there's not a breakout hit on this album yet. There's not a, there's not a breakout, um, you know, there's not a hit, hit, hit on this that's going to get massive radio airplay. And we need a hit. So uh, kind of incensed about that, John Popper then turns around and writes Hook, which is essentially a snarky, um, very meta textual like it's it's it it breaks down the fourth wall about songwriting in a hundred different ways and and basically this song is a commentary on itself that talks about the fact that as long as i sing with inflection and with passion in my voice um and we give you something that is familiar and comfortable to you that you will listen to it and you will like it and you'll ha- call your radio station and have them play it. Um, yeah, it's basically no substance, but it doesn't matter because the hook brings you back. Right. Like, doesn't matter. It's basically, they take this entire song to tell you, we're not saying anything, and we're not breaking any new ground at all, and we're telling you that we're not telling you anything, and you're not going to care 
Because if we do it the right way and we push all the right buttons, it doesn't matter. You're going to want to hear it again anyway. Knowing that part of this song is our acknowledgement that we don't think you are a discerning enough listener to even care that we're just feeding you crap. And the, and the lyric is so tightly wound around this idea. Uh, it's just brilliant. But it all starts with this chord progression as the foundation of this song that you've heard a million times. And they're not the only song to use this chord progression. Other songs have, other songs have done it. But this was very intentional. They said, you know what? We're going to use this chord progression that everyone knows and is so familiar and so comfortable that you'll instantly connect with this song uh, for no reason other than it's it has a familiar uh, chord progression. I heard somebody say one time that I thought this was a great reference to this comparing it to Canon and D. They're like, if songs were shapes, these two songs would be different colors but congruent. Like they would okay. be different colors. But yeah, I thought that was a neat that comparison. Is. To that it. is. Um, do you know any other songs that use this? Can you think of any off the top of your head? Similar progression. Oh man, not. Do you have some? Crying is the same. Oh, by Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Yeah, so I was crying same. when I met you. Dying. Um. Interesting. Basket Case by Green Day. Yes. Do you have the time to listen to me? Three, up, four, one, five. Yeah, it doesn't go four, five. It doesn't go four, five. It's 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 the the same, But it's the same concept. Yeah. Those are the first two I think of. I started Ah. jotting some down that were close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. Um, So like I said, they're they're not the first ones to do it, but they're... they're, very intentional about it. And the lyric on this song is really what drives the, 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 the just degree of sarcasm and um, sort of insight into like, it, it's almost like John Popper is saying, I don't even care about this song. I just care about like, I have to write a hit song. And I know that if I follow these steps, I can write a hit song. And it doesn't have to be about anything. Yeah, there's lines that tie it in all the way through. Do, I, do you have some favorites that point? I guess the one that oh, I man. think sums it up is the, when I'm feeling stuck and need a buck, I don't, don't. rely on, lot, on oh. luck because... Because the, the hook, hook brings, brings you back. back. Yeah, I mean, let's, uh, let's make sure the listeners know what is a hook. Uh, the hook is industry terminology for the part of a song that grabs you. If you literally think about like fishing... Uh, you know, the hook is the thing that grabs you by the jaw and won't let go of you. It can be musical, it can be melodic, uh, and oftentimes you'll have, you know, both in a, um, in a song. Um, and this one, even the chord progression itself is a hook because it's something that you know and you instantly feel um, good about because it's something that you're familiar with. It brings back you know, subconsciously, it brings you to a comfortable place. And so you feel like, you know, it's one of these songs, oh, yeah, right, this, don't, it feels like one of those songs that you've known forever, sort of instantly, because uh, because of that progression. But it's, so they're saying, as long as we, you know, angle the melody the right way, as long as I put some growl in my voice, and I get intense, and I sing like I really feel it, then it's going to draw you in, and it, and I don't have to say anything of substance at all. Uh, I think my favorite lyrical thing uh, is in the second verse. The last part of the second verse says, 
Uh, to confuse the issue, I'll refer yeah. to familiar heroes from long ago. I talked about that. I that uh, no matter how much Peter loved her, what made the pan refuse to grow was that the hook brings you back. There's a little Peter Pan reference Just on hook. going into Peter Pan for absolutely no reason yeah. and to absolutely no result. And literally he just says, this is just to throw another wrench in here. Like this, here's something that doesn't matter. Here's a matter. hook. Yeah. Like, here's here, a hook reference. Exactly. And you're going to love, you know, this, because I'm referencing Peter Pan, you're going to go, oh, I love Peter oh, Pan, Peter whatever. Pan. Like, uh, And then he does other like notable heroes like Rin Tin Tin. Yeah. There's Anne Boleyn. Anne I, Boleyn. I didn't know who Anne Boleyn was. Oh, yeah. The wife of, of King Henry. Yeah, yeah. Henry, Queen of England. Yep. I didn't know who that was. Sorry. <laughs> history fail. I was like, Anne Boleyn. How do I? I, I, I dropped the ball on that one. But, uh, so the, and then there's the, the rapid fire you know, bridge, which maybe we'll get into in a minute. Do you, can you do it off the top of your I head? I can't, but I know you can. Oh man, I can. I don't know if I'm, I don't want to embarrass myself on the podcast. Maybe in a minute. Um, it's money. I've heard him do it. It's good. It's, it's just chock full at every turn. There, it's, what's funny is that in writing a song about songwriting, but also about nothing, <laughs> Blues Traveler has come up with this all time great song. It's it's like if it's like if Ron Howard made a documentary about directing movies and in the process of that documentary, he told you, you're going to like this movie no matter what, because I use these camera angles these tricks and these tricks and I gotcha with this twist. And it became one of the all time great documentaries because it was so insightful and so creatively done and well made um this is the musical equivalent of that he's gone he's gone i'm gonna get you i'm gonna get you it doesn't matter what i say but i'm gonna get you and then he got you he got all of us like they they got us with the song and i don't even know how um but sure enough they did and it's it's all-time level brilliant and i there's just so much to say i feel like i can hardly say anything about it uh, you know what? Why don't we take a second? Let's meet Blues Traveler. Let's meet the band. Hey, let's meet the band. It's time to meet the band. Hey, mama, let's meet the band. Let's all meet the band. Hey! All right, uh, we're going to meet Blues Traveler. Um, they were a high school garage band yeah. from Princeton, New Jersey. Weren't we all? Formed in 1987. <laughs> yes, we all have been in some sort of high school garage band. Uh, they are originally called The Establishment. Uh, the first song they ever recorded was on cassette. Yeah. And it was the Battle Hymn of the Republic. What? Yes. Okay. Yes. For those of y'all that don't know Battle Hymn of the Republic. Mine yeah. eyes have seen the glory go. of the coming of the Lord. I bet it probably didn't go like that. That was close enough. I'm guessing it was. I'm, if I had to guess, I'd probably say it actually had nothing to do with the actual Battle Hymn of the Republic. Probably had a harmonica solo. Probably. Um, I have not heard that cassette version. <laughs> um, at the same time, John Popper was also in another band, too, called The Trucking Company, with a guy you may know. His name's Chris Barron. He is the lead singer of The Spin Doctors. Uh-huh. Yeah. So wow. They were, he was in two bands at the same time, um, but the establishment um, uh, caught the eye of a guy named um, David Graham, son of Bill Graham, not Billy Graham. But anyway, <laughs> they ended up becoming a Blues Traveler. And then they went on to... This is actually the fourth album they have done. Uh, hence the title. Hence the title four. four. Uh, but in 94, they played Woodstock. 
And they uh, then after that, they started opening for the Rolling Stones. So that's how they kind of got their kick in. Interesting. Out there traveling them blues. Out there traveling the blues. Um, on drums, Brendan Hill, drums and percussion. Um, he lives in Bainbridge Island, Washington now and owns a pot store. <laughs> not uh, old-time pottery. Not old-time pottery. Do you know <laughs> right. any other... Like pottery stores? I was trying to think of a reference. I was like, Old Time Pottery. Yeah, Old Time Pottery is the only one I, one I know. Of. We live in Tennessee, so like you drive into uh, like Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge, and you have the Old Time Pottery like outlets, outlets and whatever, just big red signs that say Old Time Pottery. Yeah, that's uh, Pottery Barn. Pottery Barn. Oh, Although yeah, they that, don't, do they sell actual I don't pottery? Know. I've never I, been don't in. they sell like beds and stuff? I don't hang out in anyway. the Pottery Barn that much. Hey, let us know if you're a pottery dealer if and we you'd were, like to sponsor the Great <laughs> yeah, I was Song say, Podcast. If we were close to a sponsorship, we'll take either one of you. Old Time Pottery Barn, Moss Pottery. We don't pot pot store. That's Mr. Right. Chattanooga Mr. Pottery. Hey, it doesn't matter. Um, on guitars, Chan Chan Kinchla. I think. I hope I'm pronouncing that last name correct. It's either Kinchla or Kinkla. K-I-N-C-H-L-A. Plays guitars and mandolin. Um, huge Lord of the Rings fan. That's about all I can find about it. Aren't we all? It. Uh, favorite guitar pedal is the MXR Phase 90. Oh, which yeah. Which is uh, interesting to be your favorite pedal. Like, I think you can use it, but how, I don't know how that one would ever be my personal favorite. I know you... Yeah, I had one Va- because Halen. I wanted to be Eddie Van, Van Halen. Halen. And so, in order to get that, you get the MXR Phase 90... Uh, crank some distortion and you turn on the phaser. The, the MXR Phase 90 has one knob. Um, uh, right? I think, I think it or just maybe it has two knobs. Two. I guess it has two knobs. It has a depth and a speed. And you turn the depth all the way up so that it, it, um, it, it adjusts the frequencies all the way from the top to the bottom. And then you turn the speed all the way down so that it gives you this slow kind of... sweep across the full frequency range but it's very subtle and if you put it through some uh, some good heavy crunch it gives you something akin to that early van halen sound the, but uh, enough about van halen no nah, we're, we're not on them today um bass player on this album a gentleman named bobby sheehan another great bass player name relation i don't to think Billy? so i don't think no, so i don't think so either um he died of heroin and valium overdose in 99 and so Didn't now we all? and so now the bass player is Tad Kinchla or Kinkla who is the brother of Chan so he is relation no they are Billy, definitely related Billy Bobby Sheehan no relation we know that Tad and Chan are Tad and Chan are related um, Kinchla and on vocals guitar and harmonica uh, John Popper I think he kind of looked at this era like Hurley from Lost do you think he kind of looks like him oh I can see that a little bit little yeah little sure to him um, he wanted to be a comedian. He played with everybody from Dave Matthews to Clapton, B.B. King, and Hanson. He played on some Hanson albums. Huh. Never would have okay. pictured him as much as a Hanson guy. Um, he is an actor in the movie Kingpin and in Roseanne. Um, had a heart attack Roseanne. in 99, um, which was, but has since recovered and is doing... Lost a bunch of weight afterward. Lost a ton of weight. Turned into a skinny feller. Um, collects weapons, <laughs> firearms, <laughs> swords. He has a $10,000 cannon from the Civil War. Wow. He has a cannon from the Civil War worth $10,000. Look, $10, let's be honest. Let's be honest. If you, if you looked at John Popper, especially in like early mid nineties. If you looked at John Popper and started just guessing things about him, you would get to collect swords pretty early <laughs> in that list. I think yeah. like you would, it would not take long yeah. to get to like goes to Renaissance fairs, yeah. collect swords, 
you would get there way Dungeons before and you Dragons undershirt. Yes, absolutely. Probably. You would get you would get there much faster than you would get world class harmonica rock and player. roll star. Like yeah, yeah. like you know one of the best harmonica soloists to ever grace yeah. the instrument. You would get you would get to collect weaponry. <laughs> Much much sooner than you would get to that. Yeah, he uh, played at this time. He was only playing Honer harmonicas. Um, that's the most popular. Yeah, um, until the he, Honer Special Twenty. Oh, thanks. Blues harmonica. Good call on that. And then he designed his own recently. That is a Fender harmonica. Um, Got that signature series. Signature series harmonica. How did that was like 2015? I think from what I read okay. that he got a signature. How did it take so long to get John Popper? A, a dad blasted signature series. And did he miss his like? You would have sold a ton more of your so signatures. Signature series in '95. Yeah, even, if you came out with it then. Yeah, I mean, at he's the, too busy doing the sword thing. I don't understand <laughs> if he like. Oh, you know what? Hey, let's. We got nothing else to do this week. Why don't we make a John John Popper signature series harmonica? Why did it take? 20 years, literally, after the height of Blues Traveler's popularity to go, oh, maybe let's, you, you know. that was his idea? Or is that Fender being so far behind the curve that they're like, oh, crap, <laughs> we missed Blues Traveler. We need a harmonica. This guy just like, I just heard this band on Pandora. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. geez, I don't know. But I think that's a travesty. It should have happened in 94. Yeah. Um, he only plays through Sure Mics um, yep. then and today. Does he play like the Bullet Mics? I've seen a lot <laughs> of. The ones where he holds the. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Holds it right up to the back right of the up. harmonica. Mm-hmm. Um, and harmonicas are funny. Uh, you know, if you're listening, you may not know this, but harmonicas are diatonic instruments. We've talked in, in previous episodes about diatonic versus chromatic. Uh, diatonic is something that goes across the scale of a major uh, key. And um, so, so a harmonica can only play in one key at a time. So if you're in the key of A, like this song is, you have to have a harmonica fitted for that key. So John Popper wears a big vest. And a hat. And a hat with yeah. harmonicas everywhere mm-hmm. in different keys. And he knows where everything is and he can you know reach. Because sometimes in a song, he'll have to use more than one. If he wants key to change. play a key change or if he wants to play major scale versus a blues scale. If he wants to play you know a, a more pentatonic kind of blues scale, you have to get a key that is going to create a blues scale in the key that you're playing in versus the major key. Uh, of that song so like he's swapping harmonicas out all the time and uh you know you'd think somebody would have maybe tried to invent something that would make the harmonica a little more flexible a capo for a harmonica exactly a harmonica capo um come on kaiser jump on that (laughs) that reminds me of this has absolutely nothing to do with blues traveler or this song or even harmonicas but it does have to do with capos that don't belong uh okay so if you've ever heard of the band spinal tap uh, they uh, have a hilarious movie from 1981, and if you've never watched it, then, oh my gosh, turn this podcast off and go watch Spinal Tap and then come back. Um, it's called This Is Spinal Tap. But in the early 90s, they did a reunion album, and part of that uh, part of that produced a, a live, uh, it was VHS at the time, I have it on DVD now as well, um, where they do a live concert and they do some some like, where are they now? kind of um you know footage and the guitar player uh for spinal tap spinal tap first of all is made up of three comedians who are also musicians but if you've ever seen the movies uh best in show or um what's a mighty wind Wind. yeah like a mighty wind um they they've done all these and they they write these songs and they're funny uh spinal tap is very 
tongue in cheek, and it's sort of a satire of heavy metal music. You'll know some 80s. of the actors from it. I don't know if you know yeah. Harry Shearer. Harry Shearer know- does tons of voices on The Simpsons. He's Principal Skinner, and you know tons of Michael. Uh, Michael McKean was in um, he's in the new Better Call Saul series yeah oh yeah there you go that's something recent I was going back to Clue which is one of my favorite comedies he's in Airheads Um, have you ever seen that he is he's the douchey uh, radio guy radio uh, executive Airheads is a weird movie for you music lovers yeah it is but it's a good 90's grunge Frazier Adam Sandler yeah Uh, Um, and uh, Steve Steve Buscemi Buscemi. yeah Um, so anyway, gosh, I'm dragging this out, Man. but there's a, but there's a thing where they go back to the lead guitar player's house, who was Christopher Guest, who is maybe best known for being, uh, Count Rugen, the six fingered man in the princess, princess bride, bride. Yep. spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, anyway, he is the lead guitarist for spinal tap and they go back to his house and he's, he's got this thing called an inventing shed. He's like, I come out here and I go to my inventing shed and I, and he invents stupid stuff that doesn't work like, a. Uh, a, a wine glass that doesn't break because the sides fold down, and but it doesn't have any. You just pour wa- pour wine in it and it just spills everywhere. Anyway, he invents a thing called an amplifier capo, and it's this <laughs> huge, like five foot wide capo that looks like one of the old school capos that you would wrap around an acoustic if you're playing bluegrass. It's like all. Um, you know, it doesn't have a handle on it. It's like a wraparound thing, and it goes. And so he's got this huge thing around this Marshall Stack amp, and he says, um, "He says, you know, I got tired of playing. I play with a, a capo, and uh, but my hand was all crink, crinkly, and and you know whatever. So he's like, I so I decided to." invent one for me amplifier and then I only had to learn to play in one key and so and then he just starts moving this huge amplifier this huge capo down the amplifier and he's going see B B flat C and it's anyway it's just hilarious go check it out Spinal Tap shout out to Spinal Tap um what the heck were we talking about? We can always get up. John Popper lost a bunch of weight. He did. Uh, and uh, good on him. He also started the Horde Festival, which stands for Horizons of Rock Developing Everywhere. Wow. Which was a big festival that I didn't know I do much, remember for a hot second. much about from the, I guess from the late 90s, mid to late 90s. But I was looking at, I was like, I wonder who all has played at Horde Festival. A ton of people. And they, the reason I classify to go back into the jam band thing that I consider Blues Traveler a jam band because they shared the stage with these guys. Widespread Panic, Spin Doctors, Fish, 311, King Crimson, Primus, Mighty Mighty Bostons. I mean, some of those are, yeah. you know, not jam bands, but the majority of them could be classified as jam bandish. Yes, and the ones that aren't are, you would probably classify as weird bands. Like, yeah. I don't know if you call Primus a jam band, but they're definitely weird. They're odd. Like, whew. Uh, Let's yeah, so it's sort of a um, musical outskirts in the Horde Festival. Horizons of Rock. Horizons of Rock developing everywhere. Developing H-O-R-D-E. everywhere. H-O-R-D-E. It may not be pronounced Horde. No, it but, is. I remember the, but, yes, the, the Horde Festival. Uh, I guarantee you there was some sword collecting going on. I that bet festival. there was too. There, I mean, uh, wow. Uh, I, one of my, one of my, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's a favorite John Popper story, but it's an interesting John Popper story from the last few years is that, um, he got in a Twitter war with uh, a somebody who'd written an article on uh, Blues Traveler and had sort of pointed out some of his um, his previous um, difficulties he'd had in his life due to his size and and the the 
heart attack that he had and blah, blah, blah. And apparently he took exception to it for whatever reason and started um, doxing this person on Twitter. If you don't know what doxing is, uh, to dox someone is to, this is the definition online, uh, to search for and publish private or identifying information about a particular individual on the internet, uh, typically with malicious intent. So doxing is when you, uh, you know, I get mad at JP and I publish JP's phone number uh, so that people will call and harass him or, you know, text him or whatever. Um, so he started He started messing with this reporter on Twitter, uh, ended up, and this is, I'm, I'm not talking about for a day, I'm not talking about for a week, I'm talking about for a period of several years, he has just periodically gone off on this person on Twitter. At one point, he, um, he posted the guy's home address and a picture of it on like Google Earth and Google Maps and told people told the blues traveler horde army to harass this guy. And so they would send him stuff and you know, whatever, um, over a, it wasn't even a, it was a piece of information. That's a little too risque to talk about on the podcast, but it was something that literally that they had talked about in the blues traveler behind the music on VH one. And this guy just thought it was funny. And he thought he posted, you know, something about it, something that they had said themselves, uh, but John Popper, he was not having it on this day. And so then for the next like three years, he's harassing this guy on Twitter to the point where the guy had to delete his original Twitter account and, you know, just got all kinds of weird crap in the mail and harassment from random people rising to def- to defend their hero. We will never talk bad about you, John Popper. <laughs> You'll never hear a bad word from us, man. We hey, think you're we, awesome. we collect swords, too. Yay, swords uh, and yay. cannons. I love shiny swords and harmonicas. Um, so that's a weird John Popper story. I feel like maybe he went off, went off the rails a little bit, uh, unless he's listening, in which case I'm sure you're in your full faculties, John Popper. <laughs> Don't look me up. Um, so that's, that's a thing that, <laughs> that's a thing that happened. I don't know. Maybe people sent swords and weaponry, um, pointed cannons at the guy's house. <laughs> I have no idea. Who knows? Um, but sometimes people do weird things is all do. I'm trying to say. <laughs> they do. Speaking of weird, have you seen the video on this? I think it's really It's been good, a long time. But it's weird. They've got the uh, beauty pageant queens at the beginning that lip sync the whole song. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then there's the politician section. Um, Paul Schaefer does a big lip sync thing yeah. in the middle of it, which I think is cool because David Letterman's favorite band is Blues Traveler. Okay. And Paul plays on lots of tracks. Keyboard player. For those of y'all that know, Paul Schaefer was the band leader Leader. for the David Letterman house band. Yeah. And so he actually plays on lots of Blues Traveler tracks and is a a fan as well. Also Um, makes an appearance in Spinal Tap. He does. He's Artie Fufkin. That's right. Polymer Records. Goodness, we keep coming back around. Yeah. Uh That's, uh, yeah, and I think just to further speak about, you know, speak into the whole... like uh, fakery of the whole thing. Like this is the machine of, of, you know, making these hit songs. It's, it's not really about going in depth or, you know, producing anything that's profound. It's about, we know how to do this. Yeah. It's a guy sitting on a couch, just changing his television and different things are coming on the TV. And actually they use a video from Runaround in there, which, is oh, the, really? which I think is neat when yeah. bands reference themselves, yeah. like they'd already put the Runaround which, video out. Which itself had multiple references to uh, Wizard of Oz and Dorothy and, and all that stuff in the runaround video. Um, so, yeah, that's that's um, that's that. Yeah, that's you that. got anything else on yeah, the I band? Gotta, or? I was just trying, I looked up a few songs that reference Peter, that are kind of Peter Pan related. 
I was trying mm. to think of any. Do you know any off the top? I, I mean, the first you thought I have is the first th- thought I have was not a song, but uh, but that Michael Jackson had like Neverland Ranch. Okay. You know, he was like obsessed with Peter Pan. Sure. He never wanted to grow up, and blah blah blah, and it got kind of weird. Uh, but songs, okay, hit me. I'll well, think. Kelsey Ballerini's got one called Peter Pan, but this one I didn't realize was about Peter Pan until I looked it up. Celine Dion's "It's All Coming Back to Me Now" is apparently <gasps> about a middle-aged Wendy in her twenties remembering the Peter Pan story. No, never way. knew that till I just started looking up stuff that you know songs related to Peter Pan, and I went pretty deep and str- and I looked this one up. I, At the most, yeah, I. Hate Celine Dion. Yeah. Well, I, I put that one in the middle because I wanted to end with uh, Metallica, Inner Sandman. Obviously, Inter- yeah. take my hand off okay. the Never Never Land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Little okay. Peter Pan reference. Interesting but. note. Uh, it's all coming back to me now. Uh, we may, I can't remember if we've talked about. I feel like we hit this song that it was written, written for Meatloaf for uh, or at least by uh, his collaborator uh, Jim uh, Jim Brickman. Is that right? Jim Brickman's a piano player. Oh shoot, Jim Steinman. Okay, Jim Steinman. Uh, the guy that wrote tons of stuff with Meatloaf. He wrote, I- I'll do anything for love, but I won't do that. And then if you think about... This is the same If concept. you think about that song in that context... Same you go, video. Oh, of course. Like, I could just as easily hear Meatloaf mm-hmm. singing this song as Celine Dion. Mm-hmm. Is that the... There were days when the sun was so cold. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's very operatic oh, in its God, delivery. Man. and She's it's all got spinning that... around in a dress. And yeah. That's oh, man. That's about Wendy. Yeah. It's about that's middle-aged insane. Wendy, Peter Pan. Wow. Now, oh, I'm angry because I'm going to have to force myself to go back and listen to a Celine Dion song. And that's something I just never hoped I would have to do again. Oh, well, that's heartbreaking. Um, man, okay. And what was the, I'm sorry, that Metallica was the last one. Yes. yes. Okay, Metallica. off to Never Never Land. Yeah. Oh, um, that was, James Hetfield, thanks for stopping by, buddy. Hey, I, I'm sorry. Good. I know Good you got to run, good. but uh, I appreciate you coming by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, it's been a while since we had a special guest. So yeah, it's we good used to have special guests up all the time. Thanks for good sticking your head in there, James. Thanks, James. Good to Next see time, you, bring Kirk Hammett. We yeah. like him better. Uh, all right. So uh, I think that's about all we have on this song. So. You got anything else I, of note? Man. I mean, we could li- seriously. I wish we could play you the whole song. Go listen to the whole song. Go buy it on iTunes. Um, this is a song that has layers and layers and layers and keeps giving and giving and giving and giving. And we really um, probably can't even do this song justice. With no, what we, we talk can't. About. And we realize that coming in. We know it's a big undertaking to tackle this one, but this is you guys go out and listen to it and respect the magnificence of this song. masterpiece. Masterpiece of songwriting. Um, Okay, here we go. I'm going to try the bridge one time. Oh, this one is a good time. thing to end this with. Is, this is This money. is off the cuff, right? I'm just going to go for it in Micro Machine as fast as I can. <gasps> second in, second in, second in. If you're, if you're into Tanner and Berlin, make a desperate move or else you win and then begin to see what you do and meet in the same TV. It's not for free. So PC, it's killing me. So desperately I sing to the loves. So, but also rage and, pain, uh, rage and hate and pain and fear itself. But I can keep these feelings on the shelf. I've tried. Well, no effect. I lied. Could be financial suicide, but I got too much pride inside to hide. That's fine. I'll do this little side and let it rot until I die. Only then shall I buy of this line of catchy little tunes. Quick three minute ditties. I want to bust every balloons. I want to burn all of your cities to the ground. I found when I'm around unless I play then hey then I will go on a day when I say have a prayer to pray that's really all this was when I'm feeling stuck I need a buck I don't really unlock because the hook that was amazing y'all and I, he did that with his eyes closed hands raised it was money <laughs> so take that Scatman John I feel like I skipped part of it dude it was good it I was good feel like I, skipped I was just it. hung up in the moment so thank you guys again <laughs> Uh, yeah. Wherever you're listening, seriously, thanks for thanks for tuning into the Great Song Podcast, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you're taking it in. Thanks so much for giving us part of your week. Uh, we'll be back at you with another episode of the Great Song Podcast. But for now, I'm Rob. I'm JP. Go listen to some music.